This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, February 21st. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Court upholds arbitration agreements. Helicopter sprayers fined $200,000. Ag Climate Coalition and Farm Bill and food industry on what's healthy. Court strikes down labor law on arbitration. In 2019, the legislature made it a crime to require employees to agree to settle disputes outside of court. But last week, a U.S. appeals court ruled that California's mandate conflicted with federal law and employers are still allowed to pursue such arbitration agreements. Cal Chamber President and CEO Jennifer Barrera hailed the decision, arguing that, quote, arbitration remains an efficient, cost-effective way to resolve disputes in a timely manner and fair manner. Congress has set a policy of encouraging arbitration. Now, looking to history, a large coalition of business groups has been challenging the legislation, AB 51, since Governor Newsom signed it into law. Then, Assemblymember Lorena Gonzalez, known for her ag overtime bill, drafted AB 51 and later left the legislature to lead one of California's most powerful labor organizations. Former Governor Jerry Brown vetoed a similar measure the previous year. Now, for farmers with the ruling, Western Growers is advising members to consult with lawyers before drafting agreements since small errors can still invalidate them. Aerial applicators fined for spray drift. A San Joaquin County judge has ordered Alpine Helicopter Service to pay $200,000 in fines after pesticide drift incidents. State and county attorneys successfully argued that the spray drift violated public health and safety laws. The judge ruled last year that the service was, quote, either grossly negligent or so careless that they were recklessly indifferent to the harm they were causing. Now, keep in mind, Director Julie Henderson has referred to this case when requesting the legislature grant the Department of Pesticide Regulation more enforcement authority to pursue bad actors across county lines. Other growers also find. In the meantime, USDA has cited in ag business more than $1 million in PACA violations. The Perishable Agricultural Commodities Act bars companies from failing to make prompt payments to produce to produce sellers. The enforcement action targets San Diego-based Vantaggio Farming Corporation. Ahead this week, Ag Climate Coalition makes farm bill asks. Congress is not in session this week, but the House and Senate Ag Committees will get some new marching orders from major farm and food groups when it comes to the next Farm Bill. The Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance tomorrow will announce its policy priorities for the Farm Bill. Leaders of the American Farm Bureau Federation and the National Farmers Union will be joined by representatives of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives at a news conference tomorrow. Why it matters? Well, BACA has proved influential in getting the Biden administration of the last Congress to address its proposals for increased conservation funding and a series of pilot projects that will test potential markets for climate-smart commodities. 
In the meantime, USDA holding its Ag Outlook Conference in Arlington, Virginia. Chief Economist Seth Meyer kicks off the conference with his annual forecast of commodity markets. Then Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will give his annual address and moderate a panel focused on labor issues. Across the country, AgriPulse will be covering the Family Farm Alliance annual meeting in Rito, Nevada. The Alliance is an organization of Western farmers that rely on irrigation. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Rabo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.raboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Rabo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Food Industry Association chimes in on what's healthy. Fewer than 5% of the entire food supply would qualify for the Food and Drug Administration's proposed healthy labeling requirements. That according to estimates by the Food Industry Association. FMI submitted comments on FDA's proposed rule to update the definition of the term healthy when it's used as a nutrient content claim in labeling. Although supportive of FDA's attempt to update what should qualify as healthy, the group's comments say the proposed revisions result in an, quote, overly restrictive definition that could actually allow very few foods to qualify. It also may even encourage consumers to avoid certain foods such as yogurts or whole grain breads that are otherwise part of healthy eating patterns. The industry group's comments note that some of its members have found that their portfolios have gone from 80 to 95 percent healthy eligible foods to only 3 to 7 percent of healthy eligible foods under the proposed rule. FMI Chief Public Policy Officer Jennifer Hatcher urges FDA to consider more flexible criteria that takes into account the wide variety of foods that are considered healthy in alignment with the dietary guidelines for Americans. A definition that only allows an exceedingly small number of foods to bear a healthy claim would be counterproductive to the agency's goal of improving public health, Hatcher says. A call for more Farm Bill conservation opportunities. Former Senators and co-chairs of the Bipartisan Policy Center's Farm and Forest Carbon Solutions Task Force, Heidi Heitkamp and Saxby Chambliss, they're pushing for Congress to make it easier for farmers to expand their conservation practices in the next Farm Bill. Heitkamp and Chambliss are sending a letter today to Senate and House Ag Committee chairs and ranking members with specific policy recommendations to address gaps in, quote, conservation, forestry, and innovative programs and provide an, quote, opportunity to authorize and implement strategic changes at USDA that enable more farmers and forest landowners to engage in conservation and resilient solutions without replacing core Farm Bill programs. 
Some recommendations include streamlining the key processes at USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, such as allowing certification of third-party technical service providers. Another includes authorizing USDA's Forest Service to provide loan and loan guarantee financing for nursery infrastructure, seed collection, and storage, as well as technical assistance to state and tribal nurseries. Well, here's today's He Said It. That almost certainly isn't going to happen. That UCLA climate scientist Daniel Swain shooting down, quote, a lot of hype that the Sacramento region could get snow on Thursday. But the snow level could drop as low as 500 feet in the foothills. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, February 21st. Brought to you by Bravo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.